You're listening to audio from Cornerstone Christian Fellowship, located in Lebanon, Pennsylvania. We hope this message is helpful to you in your journey with God. For the live stream archive of our worship services, you can visit youtube.com slash cornerstonelebanonpa. Christian community is best lived out in face-to-face relationships with one another. We encourage you to physically participate in a local church setting within your area. Learn more about our faith community by visiting cornerstonelebanon.com. Today's lesson, as I'm presenting, is it's not meant to be the end-all and the be-all. I'm not that good. I just put that out there right now. I'm not that good. It's not exhaustive. It's not definitive. It's not a dissertation. It's not a theological, lofted perspective. It's not, we're not, we're not, we don't need to talk about that. We don't need to get at that level. We just need to begin to understand about the Holy Spirit. Uh, today, I'm going to be, I didn't, I didn't give Tessa any specific scriptures uh, to read in, in advance because we're going to kind of wander through almost the whole Bible highlighting some scriptures where the Holy Spirit is, uh, uh, not just mentioned, but is active and engaged. Um, all the scriptures used today, I'm going to just going to be using the uh, English Standard Version of the Bible as I read them. So, uh, Ron, if you don't mind advancing to the next slide, today I'm going to try to attempt to answer these questions. But I'm not going to tell you that I'm answering these questions, <laughs> okay? Uh, it'll be, you'll have to do a little bit of work in paying attention or discerning it as we go along in, in the lesson. Um, they, will, they will not be explicitly referred to. So pay attention to these questions. We'll keep them up there for a little bit uh, if you wanted to write them down or whatever. Um, so, yeah, what is the Holy Spirit? Where did the Holy Spirit come from? How long has the Holy Spirit been around? What does the Holy Spirit do? What is the promise of the Holy Spirit And what does the Holy Spirit have to do with me or us? So to attempt to know who or what the Holy Spirit is, we got to go back to the beginning, literally. In the beginning, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, it states this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The word of the Lord. It's our very first encounter uh, with the Holy Spirit. In the beginning, before earth and time existed. So, what does that mean? Why is that significant? God's spirit hovering over the formless void, over the dark waters. Throughout the Bible, though, God's spirit is synonymous with God's personal 
presence. So right now, I just shot my whole wad of pellets. This is the point. The Holy Spirit is God's personal presence. Ruach in Hebrew. And so we'll explain that. Uh, God's personal presence uh, represents, Ruach represents the life-sustaining energy that God's personal presence gives us. Ruach is also referred to in the Bible as the power or the energy that makes the clouds move and the tree branches sway, and also uh, is referred to in the Bible as the air that we breathe that fills us with energy, with vitality, with life. God's presence hovering over the darkness and over the formless void was preparing to give energy to the creation, to God's creation. Ruach is the personal presence of God that gives us life, that brings us life, that brings us energy, brings us empowerment. In the beginning, God's personal presence, or Ruach, or the Spirit, gives energy and life to create the world. But as we continue on in the Bible, God's personal presence brings empowerment to certain faithful and devoted followers to accomplish specific and certain tasks that the Lord has asked them to accomplish. In Genesis chapter 37, Joseph, who is the son of Jacob, is is one of the earliest encounters where we see God's Holy Spirit presence God's personal presence in the life of Joseph empower him. Joseph's been empowered with the, um, with the gift of interpreting dreams. Joseph was empowered. He was energized. And in this time, he was also sustained <clears throat> in life. It was the personal presence of God and the power of God by way of Ruach, the Holy Spirit, that sustained Joseph through the trials and tribulations of his life. It was the personal presence and power of God um, and through the Holy Spirit to bring Joseph into the position that God wanted him to be in with the intelligence and the ability to literally save nations. Egypt, and his own people, Israel, for example, among others. God's empowerment through his personal presence in the form of the Holy Spirit, it continues throughout the Bible. In Exodus 31, verses 1 through 5, we learn this. The Lord said to Moses, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and... I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with ability and intelligence, with knowledge and all craftsmanship, to devise artistic designs, to work in gold, silver, and bronze, and cutting stones for setting and in carving wood, to work in every craft. The word of the Lord. 
Bezalel, the son of Uri, becomes filled with ruach, the personal presence and the power and the energy of God to accomplish these great things the Lord wanted him to. Ruach, the personal presence of God, the Holy Spirit gives him the ability, the intelligence, the craftsmanship, the artistic creativity to work in different mediums, as mentioned, gold, silver, bronze, wood, stone. Bezalel is empowered by God's personal presence, the Holy Spirit, Ruach. So you may have noticed I'm repeating myself a lot, okay? There's a point to that. (laughs) It is literally, like I said, about the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's personal presence in our lives, not just in the lives of these folks we get to read about in the Bible, in our lives as well. Continuing on in the Bible, we see God's personal presence empower a special and specific group of people called the prophets. In general, Ruach uh, uh, is energizing and empowering uh, the, um, uh, the prophets, and it gives them the ability to see what's happening in the world around them or what will happen even uh, through the eyes of God. Uh, Ron, if we could move the slide forward, I'd appreciate that. Here are other examples that I will not highlight, (laughs) okay? I just wanted to show you, and this is certainly, like I said, not exhaustive, okay? Just a few to point out there's some, okay? Uh, The example I'm going to use is in Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified, the word of the Lord. Righteousness, right relationship with God. Isaiah declaring point blank, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Ruach, the personal presence of God, is with Isaiah, among and also these other prophets. The prophets themselves were crying out repentance and turn back to God. Righteousness, right relatedness uh, to anyone who would listen, not just God's chosen people, but specifically to God's chosen people, uh, but the message was for all. And we get to hear that message today as we wander through the Bible. Due to their empowerment, empowered ability to see the world as God saw it through God's eyes, they knew that God's great and wonderful and beautiful and living, lively creation was under darkness as humanity let evil into God's creation. That brought death and decay. 
God also empowered them, that is the prophets, uh, to see what was to come and to proclaim that the power and the presence of God was to come again. The first time, power and presence, Ruach, Holy Spirit, hovering over the dark and the deep and the void. There's another one, another presence of God coming again. They get to talk about that. They get to share that news. This time, God's personal presence, when it comes again, will influence, will energize, will also empower, will also transform hearts of humanity to love God and others as much as God loves his creation. Uh, To see his created things as he sees them, as God sees them, with agape love, sacrificial love. And that sacrificial love gets lived out. I'll get to that point in a moment. To accomplish this new and active personal presence of God, centuries later after the prophets, God fulfills their prophecies by sending his one and only son, Jesus Christ. Now we're in the New Testament. So in the New Testament, we see in Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now. For thus it, it, it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water and behold, the heavens were opened to him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. The word of the Lord. Jesus sent by his father God was sent with a purpose, was sent with a mission. This instant in Jesus' life, the descending of Ruach upon Jesus was Jesus' kickstart into that purpose and into that mission. Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, God incarnate, Jesus, God in the flesh, becomes empowered to fulfill his purpose and mission by the personal presence of his father, God, Ruach. Remember, I said earlier that the prophets saw God's creation as God saw it under darkness and evil and decay. Jesus' purpose and mission was to influence and to energize and to empower and to transform the hearts of humanity to love God and love others as much as God loves his creation, changing all of that darkness and death and decay, to transform humanity to see his created things as God sees them with agape love, sacrificial love, to create life where death and decay previously existed, to restore creation back into right relationship, righteousness 
with God the Father. So how did Jesus do all of these things? Well, in Jesus' 100% humanity, he couldn't. It was because Ruach descended upon him. Jesus, being empowered by the Holy Spirit, was able to bring life where there once was death. Through healings, through forgiveness of sins, through brokenness restored, literally bringing people back from death to life. The personal presence of God. So speaking of returning to life after death, Ruach, God's personal presence, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit is what raised Jesus back to life. It is how Jesus conquered sin and death. Pardon me. In the book of John, the gospel of John, uh, chapter 20, verses 19 through 23, we read this. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then his disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said again to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, Jesus says, even I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld, the word of the Lord. Uh, Ron, do you mind moving the slide forward once again? Ethiopian author and theologian and teacher and disciple maker, his name is Bekele Bededa, he states this, just as the Holy Spirit, or Ruach, worked in Jesus' life, he, that is the Holy Spirit, will carry out all that God has for us and wants to do in our lives. Every person needs the Holy Spirit. Again, after Jesus' death and resurrection, during the 40 days that he was still on earth, he continued to impress upon his disciples, his followers, that they too will become empowered by Ruach, the personal presence of God. In Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 8, it states this, And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, by John, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The word of the Lord. Then Jesus departs from for heaven, literally ascending being lifted up into heaven. But after his ascension, Jesus kept his promise. 
the disciples received Ruach, the personal presence of God, the same <clears throat> presence that Jesus had when he was physically present on earth. The same empowerment that allowed Jesus to heal, to forgive sins, to have brokenness restored, to bring people back to life, literally. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, reveals this. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, the word of the Lord. So, that was a lot. What does all this mean for us now? As Jesus breathed the Holy Spirit on his disciples, and as the Holy Spirit powerfully descended upon his disciples at Pentecost, and if you have proclaimed that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, then we are considered his followers, the followers of Jesus Christ, his disciples, we too have been blessed with ruach, the personal presence of God. Then, with that specific personal presence of God, we are given the task, we are given the mandate, as stated in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, it states this, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The word of the Lord. One more slide, please, Ron. The mandate to declare the good news of, uh, of carrying on just as Jesus did. As Jesus was our example of bringing life into this dark and struggling world, of bringing life into death and decay, this is our mandate as followers, as disciples of Jesus Christ. We are called to learn to live by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit presence the personal presence of God in our lives, not by any other power are we called to live, but only by the personal presence of God, ruach. And by that virtue, we are called to be points of light in the darkness, pointing others to be in a loving and restored and sustaining relationship with God also with others, and with God's creation as well. We are called, we are mandated to bring light and life and transforming love all by the empowerment of Ruach, the Holy Spirit, the personal presence of God. All of this with the anticipation of a new heavenly world filled with God's love and life-giving spirit. Put in the context of this lesson and what we have learned today, what a powerful understatement it is to say 
that the Holy Spirit dwells in us. That's a lesson for another day. The Holy Spirit dwelling in us will be left for another couple of Sundays. We will get to that later. If I could have the worship team come up as I pray. Let's pray. Father God, uh, you are so good to us. Your gifts are abundant. The gift of your personal presence in our lives is fantastical, Heavenly Father. Just uh, incredible to believe and even incredible to receive, Heavenly Father. Yet by your power, by your empowerment through the Holy Spirit, we seek to be humble, Heavenly Father, to receive that Holy Spirit gift, your personal presence in our lives, Lord. And your strength, Lord, we pray for your strength to be able to live and be sustained by that power only, being uh, your disciples through your son, Jesus Christ. We give thanks, Lord, for your personal presence in our lives, Lord. And we ask for multiplication of these things for your honor and for your glory in our lives and in the lives of others. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.